At the end of our parsha, there's the famous story of the Gevia, the goblet of Yosef, which is found in the backpack of Binyomen, such that the brothers are taken back to Egypt to encounter Yosef, and Yosef expresses disappointment and imprisons some of them, and they go back to Yaakov, and this sets into motion the uh, descent of Yaakov to Egypt. Um, regarding the accusation made by Yosef's henchmen, the brothers say, Chalila lavadecho me'aseis kadaver hazeh. And that language, chalila, is an unusual language. The root is the word chol, which means something mundane, something not sacred, not holy. Rashi says on that word, chulen, that it's a language of chulen, of the mundane, the genai, loshen genai. It's a language that is very much less than positive. The language appears once before in the Chumash relative to Avram Avinu arguing with the Kaddish Baruch regarding the saving of, of the city of Sdain. And Avram says, Chalilacha, this seems to be chulen, this is something not fit for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to not judge people properly, in other words, to judge everybody based on the actions of a few, etc., etc. And Avram uses that word to try to save the city of Stein. There, Rashi explains the word as chulen, meaning this is something not fit for, for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the word chulen, the word not holy, obviously is not relevant in any way, shape, or form to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so it means action that's somehow unfit. It doesn't seem proper. You should act this way, Avram says to a Kaddish Baruch. Whereas relative to the brothers, Rashi adds the words Loshen Ganai. Because relative to the brothers, humans, it's certainly possible that there could be something that's lacking in holiness. And so it's a very interesting claim that they make. In other words, this is something like Hulan to us like something that's not of a holy character. And that, Rashi adds the words, Loshen Genai. It's something untoward, something negative, something despicable. Why is that language relevant to how the brothers relate to the idea of stealing? The Rebbe says something very fascinating. The Alter Rebbe explains that Maitza of Asimilabani means that those actions of the others and those behavior patterns of the others, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, are relevant to every single Jew. Whereas when it comes to the Shvatim, when it comes to the brothers, so since the brothers each have individual characteristics, so then the way they act is not necessarily relevant to every single Jew. Because there might be something that's particular to Ruvain that isn't particular to Shimon, and therefore there will be people who are more like Ruvain and people who are more like Shimon. But relative to behavior that all of the Shvatim, all of the sons of Yaakov act in concert one with the other, relative to that, the author Rebbe tells us, that is relevant to every single Jew. That means from this story we can learn that Hulen, something not holy, is somehow a Ganai, something untoward and despicable for a Jew. And that's a very, very important lesson. The Rebbe explains that a Jew, by definition, is holy. We're an Am Kaddish. That's who we are. I So what should our relationship to the physical world be? Our relationship to the physical world, according to this Rashi, should be one of Ganai. 
seeing it in an unfavorable light. But then, of course, we know that every single one of us ultimately has to deal with the physical world. We have to make a living. We have to deal with the physical world. In that context, we have to realize that our encounter with the world should be in such a way that in no way, shape, or form does the world diminish our holiness, but rather our encounter with the world is that which allows us to imbue the world with our innate holiness. In other words, when encountering Gashmias, when encountering physicality and material reality, our job is to understand that we can elevate it. That in no way, shape, or form should we allow it to rule us, but rather we should, so to speak, rule it. There's a famous story of the Tzemach Tzedek, that there was a chassid of the Tzemach Tzedek who was involved in making boots. So he made a living, he made boots. And this was a very, actually a very positive thing because there was an idea of a used to say a Jew should be warm and in, he should not only be warm in spiritual in a spiritual fashion but also warm in a physical fashion and certainly Russia was cold and so a Jew should be warm so this Jew made boots but evidently he was a little too involved in his business because the Tzemach Tzedek said something very very important to him he said you know I've met people who put their feet in boots I've never met anybody who puts his head in boots in other words, our encounter with the physical world has to be in such a way that we never, ever lose sight of our innate holiness. That's the nature of who we are. And our encounter with the world is such that we see the world in terms of itself, the physicality of the world, as a ganai, as something not positive. And yet, we're challenged to encounter that, we're challenged to be part of that. But we're part of that in the context of realizing that it itself is something negative, but can be elevated to a higher state, and for that purpose it was created. So the purpose of physical reality is not to be seen as an end unto itself, but rather as a means to a much higher end. The elevation of physicality such that it's actually in the physical world that the most powerful revelation of God can take place. The physical world is a place for the revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's dwelling place. This is where God wants to be, so to speak. This is where he wants to be revealed. But that can only happen if we realize that in truth, Gashmias, Chalilo, Lavadecho. It's Chulen. It's something that's a Ganai. It's something that's not really part of our nature. But it was created in order for us to elevate it by virtue of our innate Kedusha. The Rebbe points out something very fascinating. This story is at the end of Parshas Mikesh, which sets into motion all of those events which result in, first, the Golis of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, that we descend down into Egypt and are enslaved there, but ultimately the Geula. Also Golis. A Jew is truly not shayach, not relevant to the whole notion of golos. As the Rebbeim say, when we're sent to golos, only our bodies are in golos, our neshamas are not enslaved in golos. But that's only, of course, if we remember who we truly are and what our proper relationship to physical reality should be. Then, just as this story is a story that seems to be negative, but ultimately produces incredibly positive results. It's the beginning of a negative reality called Gullus, but that Gullus is ultimately 
destined to produce something even greater called the Geula, the redemption that comes as a result of the Golas. This is the Yerida, the descent for the purpose of the Aliyah, for the ascent. That's the story of, of, of Binyomin's goblet. That's the story of our sojourn in the physical world, that we have to realize that we encounter that which might unto itself be something negative, but we encounter it because we have the power to turn it into something incredibly positive. So too Golas. We enter into Golas, and rather than let Golas overpower us, we have the power to transform it into Geula, in, to see the true meaning of the Golas, the true meaning of the descent into the dark, is to reveal the most powerful light in that dark, the most powerful light is that which emerges from the dark. That's our true connection to physicality in general, and Golas in particular. And with that mindset, we're able to overcome the darkness of physicality and overcome the darkness of Golas, and ultimately bring about in the physical realm the most powerful revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, with the Gula Mitis Veshlema that should happen Tekafumiyad immediately in our days.